Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. The March higher for our markets continued for the most part today, uh, all except for the NASDAQ, which was pretty much flat on the day today. But it continues to look to us like the final lows in this little bit of a pullback that we got and a correction for the NASDAQ, those lows are in. And we have a few primary themes here that uh, we've been going over a lot on the podcast and our updates with our member. And I just want to recap a little bit of those today. But overall, the VRA investing system remains hyper bullish on this market right now for all time frames from short term, medium term, and longer term as well. And folks, we've been we've been having this tune for some time here now, but especially before the presidential election, when we said that if we go back and listen to some of our podcasts in November, late October, we said it really didn't matter who was going to win the election. Although I, you know, I will say you probably all know who we really believe won, but. Again, it didn't really matter who won, and even with Biden in office, it really wouldn't have been a negative for the market as, historically speaking, a Democrat president, actually the market performs better under. So, Democrat presidents, typically the average return per year is 15% versus 8% per year for Republicans, so that was a key point going into that, but... We believed that the market was going to head higher either way. And what really matters here is going back to last year where we ended the bull, the previous bull run that began in 2009. That all culminated in the March 23rd lows of last year. That marked the end of coronavirus insanity sell-off for our markets and marked the beginning of a new bull market. And so just like the bull market that began in 2009, we believe that this one has years left to run as well. We are in the infancy of a new bull market here, folks. And the way that we see it, this is the bull market that takes the Dow Jones to 75,000 and the NASDAQ to 30,000 within the next five years or so. And of course, that won't be without little pullbacks like we just saw here. But folks, we're going to be using those as buying opportunities. Unless something dramatically changes, that's how we're going to continue to play this market. And you know our main theme here, we talk about it almost every day on the podcast, it's liquidity. And now we've just passed the latest $1.9 trillion scam of a stimulus package. Let's call it what it is. Um, so we now have $22 trillion globally in fiscal and monetary stimulus. And it really seems like that's still only the beginning here in the U.S. We're getting details here today that the next spending package that the Biden administration is going to put forward is the infrastructure plan. It's been speculated a lot about, you know, hearing numbers out there. It could be in the three trillion range. Looking now after what we're hearing today, that it's going to be in the two and a half trillion range. So that would bring the global total to 24 and a half trillion. And that's if it if we don't see any other global stimulus packages first, which I believe there will be, whether it's Europe, Japan, 
other big countries out there, there's going to be more stimulus put into the system other than what's happening in the United States right now. So, I mean, to say that we might be at $30 trillion by year end might be an understatement. Um, but on top of that, not just uh, the stuff that you hear about every day in the news, we also have continued help from the Fed. And the old adage especially rings true here, don't fight the Fed, don't fight the tape, both of which continue to look bullish now. And it can be easy to forget that the Fed is still using quantitative easing right now. There's been a lot of talk about bond yields this week, and it's almost as if a lot of people overlook this point because the Fed is currently buying $130 billion in monthly asset purchases. Uh, And that's just what we know. That number is likely higher than that, if, if we're being totally honest here. If they were transparent, we would know that that number is higher than it is. So another reason here that the recent increase in bond yields doesn't concern us, hasn't concerned us, and the hype that you see around it, it's a lot of it, uh, people trying possibly to sound smarter than they are. Uh, Maybe I shouldn't say that coming from myself, but also people may be making too much of it. What's going to keep happening? The Fed is going to continue buying bonds. That's going to keep rates artificially low. And then don't don't forget, the U.S. bond market is one of the most, if not the most, attractive bond markets in the world. You have most of Europe yielding negative rates, Japan negative rates, and there are really few other options for bond investors other than the United States. So this little dip that we're seeing, our little pickup that we're seeing here in yields, we don't see it as, as a long-term change here uh, in bond rates. Like I, like I mentioned, with Europe and Japan continuing negative yielding rates, it's gravity that's going to keep pulling our rates lower as well because nobody's going to be buying theirs. So they buy ours here. Uh, that makes prices go up, yields go lower. It really is that simple. That's how we see it. That's why we've seen it for a few years now. Um, going back to 2017, that's how we've been playing it. And last year really brought a lot of that out uh, with coronavirus insanity. Happened maybe even a little bit faster than we thought. But we don't see this rise. And we didn't see it today either. The 10-year was down. Um, and so we don't see that trend continuing here. In our markets, though, today, we continue to see new all-time highs. We see it from companies, you see it in sectors, you see it in our major indexes, and not just here in the U.S., but globally, major stock markets all over the planet, every major stock market now has a a rising 200-day moving average. So they might not quite be at all-time highs, but that rising 200-day moving average is a big technical bullish signal there. It's what you want to see. Here in the U.S. today, we got another Dow Theory buy signal. Both the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the transports continue to hit new all-time highs today. And these are just a few of the reasons why we're aggressively bullish on this market right now. We wrote up 16 reasons this morning. That's just... (laughs) Maybe there's probably 20, but we wrote up 16 this morning that 
why we are so aggressively bullish this market right now. And what that means for everybody out there listening is that this is the time to be aggressively in this market. Pick your favorite stocks. Use monthly dollar cost averaging. We're big fans of that approach here. Uh, Just like you would with your retirement portfolio, set aside a certain amount of monthly income to go in and purchase your favorite stocks. We like to do it here with our VRA 10 baggers, stocks that we expect that will have monster returns for your portfolio. That's how we do it. And if you'd like a full list of those and our special reports on them, you can find them at VRAinsider.com. Check it out. We've got a free 14-day free trial going on right now. Uh, We'd love to have you with us. Overall, though, for this market, just to, to recap here, we see this period as similar to the five-year run of the dot-com melt-up. During that time, the Nasdaq rose 575%. That's average gains of 115% per year, except this time around, the same ideas that drove the mania of the dot-coms are becoming reality. There's a lot of hype then on what these companies could do. and For a lot of them, the technology just wasn't there yet. They couldn't build out the infrastructure to deliver on what they were working on. Doesn't mean they were wrong, just means they were a little early. And so now, here we are 21, 22 years later, and we do have the technology to start catching up with these ideas. Uh, There's so many of them out there. Uh, Despite the NASDAQ finishing down as our one index to finish lower on the day, it's really flat down 0.04% to 13,068. So uh, even with the NASDAQ looking like there's been a little bit of a rotation to value seems very real right now. We still remain very bullish on tech as a whole for this bull market melt up. Tech has to play a role uh, for it to be this as massive as we expect it's going to be. And we think it will looking at our other indexes on the day. Our leader was the Russell 2000 up 1.81% to 2,285, followed there by the Dow up 1.46% to a new all-time high of 32,297. And lastly, on the day, uh, the S&P 500 up six-tenths of 1% to 3,898. I do also uh, I want to point out here the VIX today down a nice 6% here. Hard to believe. I mean, it hit a 31, almost a 32 just six days ago on March 4th. So now we're all the way back down to a 22 there on the VIX. Good to see as well. Looking at our internals on the day, breath continues to be strong. Even after seeing a little bit of a sell-off in the NASDAQ on Monday, uh, we've continued to get strong numbers here. And especially in the advanced decline line on both Monday and Tuesday, uh, yesterday, the NYSE's advanced decline line hit new all-time highs, just uh, continued it today, finishing just under three to one positive on the day-to-day, advanced decline coming in positive on the NASDAQ as well. And then the number of stocks hitting new 52-week highs for the NYSE hit its highest level Since just after the 2016 election, folks, if you can think back to that, that was just before a phenomenal, phenomenal, low volatile 2017 for our market. So 
looking forward, we would see that as highly bullish as well. Uh, seeing a, a ton of stocks hitting new 52-week highs is not a bearish occurrence there. Um, so that's another very uh, good reason to be bullish there as well. We saw positive numbers today on both the NYC and the NASDAQ combined a, a total of 726 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just 36 hitting new 52-week lows. Lastly for today, volume coming in over 2 to 1 positive on the day on the NYSE and the NASDAQ, even despite it finishing lower on the day, volume came in slightly positive as well. So good to see from the NASDAQ. Another factor we remain so aggressively bullish on tech, even though we continue to see these slight move up days and, and slight down days and not hitting new all-time highs, every day this week we've gotten solid readings from the internals, not if we, if we were seeing, you know, four or five, six to one negative, then we'd have a totally different tune right now. But that's not what we've gotten all week this week, even when the Nasdaq is lower on a day like today. Then looking at our sectors on the day, as I mentioned earlier, a number of sectors hitting new all time highs. Another very bullish signal for the VRA investing system. Today, we finished with 10 out of our 11 sectors higher on the day today. We were led by energy right in the range of its highest level uh, for the sector since the uh, coronavirus insanity lows, followed there by financials, which hit a new all-time high today, materials, new all-time high today, industrials, new all-time high today, and then a few later, we also saw real estate up nicely today. The housing sector, uh, HGX, which is the housing index, hit a new all-time high today as well. And that's an especially bullish indicator for the VRA investing system. Housing is a leading economic indicator showing us here the strength of the U.S. economy right now. So seeing that hit new all-time highs is another very bullish reading. And then lastly here for our new all-time highs, communication services also hit a new all-time high today as well. So overall, we finished with 10 out of 11 sectors higher and 5 out of those 10 hitting new all-time highs. That is anything but bearish is what, what we would say here. Our one lagging sector on the day was tech. Uh, it makes sense as the NASDAQ was down today as well. Finally for today, our VRA Commodity Watch. Gold now up on the day, uh, just over three-tenths of 1% 1 to 1,722 an ounce. Silver up as well by a similar amount, just over three-tenths of 1% to $26.27 an ounce. Copper now up 0.67% uh, on the day, still holding on to that $4 a pound mark at $4.03 a pound, and oil up as well, 1.23% to $64.80 a barrel. Lastly for today, Bitcoin, which broke back above 57K earlier in the day today. It ended up now pulling back below 56K, still up 2.4% on the day though to 55,643 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. That's VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.